All right, Bitcoin accumulation country, welcome to the Fun with Crypto podcast. My name is Phil, this is season two, and we are in episode 34. Thank you for joining us. We have a very interesting interview today with Alex from Lolly.com. And what Lolly is, is a browser extension uh, that allows you to get paid back in Bitcoin for online purchases. We'll let Alex tell you a lot more about that and his trip down the rabbit hole. Uh, just want to uh, let everybody know, though, on a side note, that uh, I was having some ISP issues. So there might be some points where there's some slight distortion. And I do apologize for that, but I have since gotten this fixed, so um, it's not going to be an issue going forward. Anyways, without further ado, here is my interview with Alex from Lolly. Alex, thank you very much for joining me on my show. Oh, thank you for having me. All right. So look, uh, obviously, I want to talk about Lolly and I want to talk about the fact that you're building on Bitcoin. But uh, before we get into that... Um, I, I definitely want you to give the uh, the listeners your rabbit hole story. So if you can, like, I mean, before you decided to build on Bitcoin, you must have tumbled down the rabbit hole. So let's, let's hear it, man. Yeah, we all we all have a rabbit hole story. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I got started in Bitcoin uh, about five or six years ago, uh, while I was building my last company, it was called Cosmic. And our whole mission was how do we democratize commerce? How do we connect the entire world uh, through commerce. And so we were building this, I, I, what I thought was a really cool technology uh, that uh, really connected merchants and and publishers to let merchants sell their products anywhere. So you could be a uh, bracelet maker in Bangladesh all the way to like the Nike store um, and, and anyone could sell their products anywhere was the whole thesis. So I was a few years in, into building that and I remember being at a bar, I was like crashing on couches in New York, and I, I bump into a guy named Ryan Shea, and we ended up talking about, um, like he, was, he had just really like, was very new to Bitcoin and had, was just learning about it, and he was obsessed, and he had like, he had caught the bug, he was telling it to me, uh, he was telling me everything about it, and, and then I was like, oh my God, everything that I was building over the last like three years with my last company, I was like, is na it's native into this currency. It, like Bitcoin is already inherently universal. Everyone in the world can own this asset. It connects the entire world through commerce. And I had never seen anything like it. And also you didn't need any other company to, to help you, uh, you know, transact. So it was a really like interesting thing. I just sort of blew my mind. I hadn't seen anything like that had really blown my mind in that way since I was like 12 and I first started like dabbling on the internet. Um, <laughs> like I it just sort of like, yeah, so it blew my mind. I went deep down the rabbit hole. It never really made sense as a payment tool um, and, and because we were payments, uh, partly a payments company. And I remember talking with a few merchants uh, that were our, our clients about you know implementing Bitcoin. What would it look like as part of our payment stack? And it never really made sense. And so that's when I first realized that I, I wasn't sure if Bitcoin, it's, if, if the first use case or the best use case for merchant adoption and mass adoption was ever going to be as a P2P uh, payment rail. Um, mm -hmm. So that sort of got my like my brain thinking of like, okay, it, it, it is incredible technology, but how do you get people to use it? And, and like my, you know, my dad is a psychotherapist, my mom, child developmental specialist. And a lot of my childhood is like, was, you know, thinking about, you know, how people make decisions and what motivates people. So 
I was like, God, it just like racking my brain about how people are going to use Bitcoin. So my journey continues. I ended up, um, our, our company ended up doing pretty well. We ended up getting acquired uh, by a company called Pop Sugar to come in and power one of their subsidiaries with a uh, 1.2 billion in, in retail revenue. Uh, the company was called Shop Style. So we got to meet all of these fashion merchants, uh, and it was a really cool experience. And then about a year in, uh, a bigger company comes along. It was called Ebates, and Ebates bought us away from Pop Sugar. And and so then we got to come in, and and we were like, you know, going to power the biggest cashback site in the U.S. So uh, we were there for about a year, got to learn the cashback model, and then it really, then I like sort of had this uh, you know, cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency. This was like 2017. And it was right when, you know, cryptocurrencies were like going back into, into Vogue. And I just remember getting like re-inspired um, by everything that was going on. I was like, oh my God, this is the, like a cashback program would be an incredible way to distribute Bitcoin to people and start people off with their first wallet. So I remember pitching it to Ebates and they weren't into it. They had a you know, CEO change. They had a lot going on over there, a lot of different uh, directives. And, and I was, you know, running the same company for like seven years at this point. So I was just like, you know, I was getting kind of bored, um, you know, just run, running the company. And, and so we ended up uh, parting ways um, after taking some time off and really thinking about like what I wanted to build. I just kept coming back to this idea of Ebates for Bitcoin. How do you give people Bitcoin and start people off with their first wallet? And that's how uh, we, we came up with, with Lolly. So we built it with the same team that we've been working together. A lot of us have been working together for six, seven years now. Um, and so, yeah, same team, very similar dream with the democratization of commerce, which was our mission from day one, you know, seven, eight years ago. And, and uh, yeah, uh, now we're, we, I think we've created the easiest way for people to earn and get into Bitcoin. Okay. So I, I think that's a absolutely incredible story. And uh, I mean, Ebates, that's pretty crazy. So I mean that's that's pretty awesome, um, and I just want to like I I just want to point out that what you're doing is like you know kind of like uh, you know you're following in in the same footsteps as as other you know as other great you know as other great creators because you're taking two existing technologies and through creativity you're putting them together to provide that user experience because let's face it the reality is that's what's missing right like if somebody can easily just put a browser plug in have a bitcoin wallet and be able to get paid in it well all of a sudden there's a lot of the a lot of the difficulty gets uh, you know get gets taken away because like I, I don't know how you know what i mean i, I don't know um in the words of trace mayer i don't know what kind of a bitcoin citizen you are whether you're first second or third class but if you know what i mean like you know if you if you run your own node if you have a hardware wallet and you go through these things like you know that there's like a heavy duty learning curve which there's a, there's a massive learning curve <laughs> that was one of my frustrations and and part of why i i just was like no one is going like the we are never going to hit hyper bitcoinization if everybody needs to run their own node or everybody's a miner or everyone has to be an investor because most of the world is not are not investors most of the world is not technologically savvy enough or can afford to get set up on a mining with mining equipment and, and make money from it so you, we have to get more creative in the mechanics of how we're distributing Bitcoin to people and more importantly, how we're educating people through giving them skin in the game. So it's you can go, you know, we could go like yell at on the TV. We could say, you know, Bitcoin's up, like get into it. But if you're not giving it making it easy for somebody to get involved, 
it's it's just going to be really difficult. So Coinbase got the first wave of, of you know mass adopters uh, in involved by making a very simple investment tool by making a very simple uh, you know basically crypto bank, and so that attracted like investors. And you know it's, I think it's estimated they have about 10 million active wallets, active users, uh, which is great. First first you know step in, in but there's 7 billion people in the world and hypothetically everybody that has the internet should have bitcoin it is the native you know uh, digitally native currency dig, digitally native store of value right now and so if we're ever going to get to you know hypothetically uh 3 billion 4 billion 5 billion people there ne- you need to take something that is more intuitive and that so- take something that everyone does already and make it easy for them to adopt something so I kind of look at Lolly. We have two real customers. We have the Bitcoin maximalists that want to accumulate more Bitcoin, <laughs> stack more Sats, and love Lolly because you know, of course, we're we're Bitcoin only. And and then we have the uh, people who are brand new to, to Bitcoin that don't have any Bitcoin, don't have a Coinbase account, and they're experiencing Bitcoin for the very first time because they're taking something that they're already doing, which is shop. Everybody shops, and they're earning Bitcoin. Bitcoin, when they do it. The beautiful part that a lot of people don't realize is when you give someone skin in the game, even if it's $10, $20, $30, whatever it is in Bitcoin, they get to play a part of this new financial future and they get to see Bitcoin do the exact same shit that we've seen for the last several years. We They see it go up, they see it go down. And naturally they're like, why is my $30 $90? Why is my $90 $50? Why is it going up and down? And so they, people like money attracts people. It draw it like it's a, like a magnet. It's like how do I make more money so that I can have more freedom? That's what we're all doing in this world, I think. Um, and so if, if we're all looking for more freedom and this money is going up and down and historically up, then they're going to pay attention to it and they're going to ask why is it going up. The same way that they're going to ask how can I get more money? How can I get paid more? Um, and so it's our job as being this on the forefront of Bitcoin adoption to also teach our users about Bitcoin, why it's so important and, and how do we share it with more people? So that's our, that's our job in the space. That's our purpose. Democratize commerce, give as many people Bitcoin as possible and do it through a real existing business model that does very, very well uh, just independently, even with a cash back model. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a, uh, it's existing business model. It works and, and we're able to give people free Bitcoin uh, and give them skin in the game uh, with this whole world of, of, of a new this new financial system that we're building. Very cool. Um, I'm gonna obviously in the uh, in the show notes. I'm gonna post a a link to your website. You know, for the listeners to uh, to go check it out. And uh, I have it installed. It's a Chrome browser extension. It's very very easy to install. Um, I was actually on uh, the website. I uh, was talking to you about this before the uh, the podcast started on thefinishline.com. I was looking for a hoodie, and because I had the uh, the browser plugin, uh, I got a pop up right there that showed that I got. Uh, I think it was like. Uh, three and a half or four and a half percent uh bitcoin back on on my purchase which is totally cool because because (laughs) you know because otherwise like i i gotta go buy it which don't get me wrong i don't mind you know i use a shout out to cash app you know i love the cash app i I know you mentioned conbase earlier uh you know i mean don't get me wrong totally it's awesome that they're you know bringing people in and everything like that but you know they're they're kind of shady and whatever I, i got my opinion about them but hey 
you know, adoption has all kinds of players, right? We've got the good guys, we've got the bad guys, and everybody kind of, you know, rumbles it out. <laughs> yeah, you, I mean, <laughs> I think the, the Coinbase argument is, is interesting. <laughs> on, on, in one case, they've done more for Bitcoin than any other company, you know, in the, in the world, arguably, but like they've brought so many people into Bitcoin. But then once they're into Bitcoin, then they're using it as a gateway to shill all these other coins. And on one hand, I you know I believe in a free market and people should do their own research oh, yeah. and be able to, you know, choose their own coins. But there's a certain threshold where it's like, did you really need to do that? Did you really need to bring on those new coins? Is like, is it is the education piece? Like, do you should, do you really need to educate uh, someone on a token that is not going to have any real world value for the next like you know ten years if at all? Um, and so there's there's this like you know debate, but when you really look at the business model of an exchange versus uh, a cashback program, mm. you you really it becomes clear what people are optimizing for. Exchanges make money on transactions, so they're making money every time that you buy a shit coin, buy an altcoin, whatever it is, and every time you transfer. So they're training these like like their their active customer, their 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 best customer is somebody that is a day trader, is somebody who wants all of these tokens, who wants to get rich and wants to like buy all these things. They're, it's like they don't make any money when you just hold. So what we're optimizing for is actually, you know, something different. It's like, okay, you're you have to go get groceries. Instead of like, you know, getting groceries in the in like at the place that you're getting, go to one of our grocery stores, earn Bitcoin when you get the groceries. Uh, if you have to travel, like you know, go go to booking.com, hotels.com through Lolly and earn Bitcoin back. We're just we're optimizing for everybody to earn, and we don't need to to have a new token, a new coin, or anything uh, for the, the model to be successful. So 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 let's uh, obviously let's let's talk about that because of course I loved you know I love the fact that you didn't make some shitcoin, you know, like some shitcoin cashback thing, you know, or like something like Brave. Uh, so, so why did you like, uh, you know, I mean, why did you specifically choose to, you know, to build it on Bitcoin? Yeah. So, um, I mean, I, it's the, it's the Bitcoin is the only cryptocurrency in, in my opinion so far that has 100% proven its value to society and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. And every other token, every other coin I've seen Sure, like there's there's some that I've seen that have value or could potentially have value, and I don't want to discount any anything. I, I mean, I'm I want people to prove me wrong, um, but so many of them have not proven that they are the the Bitcoin of whatever they're doing of de you know decentralized apps of um, you know uh, DeFi or or uh, discount tokens or whatever there there is. No, I have not seen anything that has 100% proven to me that it has value, long-term value in society. So Bitcoin has already proven that in my, in my opinion, clearly, but I, I think a lot of people would agree with me on that. And I'm, I, I'm always optimistic that something will replace Bitcoin, to be perfectly honest. Like um, every time I think Bitcoin has a flaw, something comes out that shows me that it was a feature, not a flaw. It was a like it was it was part of what makes it so powerful and what makes it so important. And second layer solutions have come out and made Bitcoin already more scalable and are really really exciting. Like Lightning Network, Liquid, two incredibly exciting underrated projects that are solving a lot of the things that were my early critiques of Bitcoin. You know, when I was looking at a bunch of different uh, uh, coins and tokens and everything, it's like I 
people keep solving all the problems around Bitcoin, which make it so exciting. It's um, it's interesting that you uh, it's interesting that you mentioned that at at um, at the beginning about you know like looking for you know looking for issues in it. Um, I, uh, I I mentioned on uh, previous podcasts, uh, you know, it's like every day I wake up and like I try to destroy Bitcoin, and and every day I can't, and and so I buy more Bitcoin because like I I just can't come up with like as soon as like I think I've come up with like all right yeah this is why it's not gonna work and okay no. I, I find something that goes. I, I find something that goes against it that actually makes sense, you know. So it's it definitely uh, it, it's it's tough to destroy. There's a reason it's called the honey badger, you know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. So I mean, what about like? So take us a little bit. So right now, you guys are doing this browser extension, and you know things are starting to pick up. Is there uh, is is there anything that you can share about uh, the future roadmap? With uh, with Lolly, yeah. So we, we just started work on a mobile app that a lot of people are really excited about. Oh, sick! Um, yeah, I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm probably most excited about it. I, I'm actually like getting to like play with early versions of it. Uh, I think it's super exciting. And the the whole idea is like, how do we make Bitcoin more a part of your daily life? So how do we form habits uh, around Bitcoin that are aside from price? Like if, if you have to, you know, if you get coffee every morning, if you have to go get gasoline, if you have to, if you're going and like getting an Uber or Lyft, like all of those moments are moments, like in our case, to remind you about Bitcoin. And if every single time you can stack sats or, you know, earn Bitcoin, those are all mom- teaching moments to, to educate you on why Bitcoin is so important, to remind you about maybe price is most important at this moment because it's going up. Um, maybe it's, uh, you know, something about it that's like, you know, showing you that it's free, sh- like free money, uh, freedom money is, you know, more specifically. Um, and so I, I'm, I think like there's all these important teaching moments. But right now, Bitcoin's current use case for most people is just holding it, which is great. That's that's amazing. That's where it starts. But you need to cr- like like any app or any uh, pervasive technology, it needs to be a ritual. It needs to be a daily thing. And one thing we do every single day is take out our credit cards. We take, we pay for something. We have to. This is like how the world works. So if we can be at every point of purchase and every moment to remind somebody about Bitcoin, that's 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 what I'm really excited about. And so mobile does that for us. Um, and then I'm also like, um, you know, designing and thinking a, a lot about experiences that help people earn more Bitcoin. So it's not just around shopping; it's around holding. So. Can you give people the ability to lend out Bitcoin? Can you give people better interest rates than their banks? Um, there's all of these experiences, I think, that get really exciting um, when you start to think about the, the, the user, the, cons- the average consumer, as being their own bank. They should be making money like a bank makes money. Um, and right now, we hodl cash in the bank, and the bank makes money off of us. We don't really make any real money in comparison because it's you know these big clunky organizations that are making money off of us holding the money there if we are our own banks then we should be making money off our own money and there needs to be services and tools that are built to give people the ability to earn more bitcoin being their own bank i actually uh, i really like that idea that's that that's genius because as you know right now the platforms that exist are like uh you know, Celsius network and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, BlockFi. So again, you have to go, you have to give up your Bitcoin, send it to some other platform. And let's be honest at that moment, it's not really yours anymore. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, exactly. sure, they, 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 they have, like, I know that there's a bunch of, you know, there's a bunch of red tape, multi-sig, that, that's perfectly fine and dandy, but I, I don't care. For, you know, to your point, it's like, if a person could, if we could actually take it to that point where the individual is empowered in the same way as the bank, then that could be, that, that could be a very interesting future. Yeah, I think so too. So we haven't made any any massive like product decisions on that front just yet, um, but it is it's it's things that like keep me up at, at night and, and get me really excited for the future. Um, so I think it's an interesting framework that I just like to share. Uh, of like, I, I think if we are self sovereign banks, um, we there's opportunities that people should have to make money as being their being their own bank, which is I think an exciting future. Yeah, I think that's totally interesting. It's um, what I was just thinking of it, uh, widespread uh, micro lending, you know, like, yeah, that's, that's essentially what you would have out there. And it would be interesting, right? You could have like multiple micro lenders come together to fulfill one loan obligation, if, if they're exactly. all, if they're all willing to sign into the same time period. And yeah, so that that's, I don't know, I, that could be interesting. That I, I love that you bring that up because that's the original, um, that's the, that's like literally the, the how I started thinking about Bitcoin or just what like whatever like democratization of commerce. Like, you know, at the beginning of the show, I was talking about democratization of commerce being like the thesis behind Cosmic, my last company. But how I actually got excited about that was I was studying economics in school and I remember learning about microfinance and all the initiatives around the Grameen Bank and the... Uh, like what Kiva was doing at the time with microfinance and creating more efficient systems to do micropayments, microfinance, um, and and to connect us, uh, basically being like a bunch of mini banks uh, giving all these micro loans. But what needed, like where it sort of broke down, is that you needed this um, institution at the local level that was actually like you had it was the intermediary, and you had all these um, these NGOs that were also, you know, operated very inefficiently or where there was not extreme transparency. And then they would give the money to the individual to go hopefully make back that money. But you can't go give an individual like, uh, you know, money. And there's all basically there was all these other um, intermediaries. And so at the end of the day, it was basically like a bunch of like little inefficient banks um, that made it really difficult for them to to operate. And so I, I, I wasn't completely sold on microfinance at, at that moment, but it, mm. it sort of got the wheels turning about what would be a better financial system. And um, having all of these frustrations, and I've been building technology for the last 14 years, uh, professionally at least, and, and uh, I was always frustrated with like payment rails, banks, uh, you know, being 16, 17 years old and trying to apply to have a banking, you know, license or, or whatever it was. Oh and we realized you need wait, you need $5 million minimum to start a bank. And it's like, wait a second. Why, why I like, I can be my own bank. I can like, I should be able to be my own bank. I should be able to pay anyone I want. I should be able to hold money as a company. Um, there should be all of these things that we are given, but we're not. Uh, and so you shouldn't need $5 million minimum to start a bank and you shouldn't be charged 3% on every transaction to go transfer money all around the world. Uh, that's just like not how the world should operate. And so eventually with enough like tension uh, that like these ideas start to, to churn out of like, what's a better, what's better money? What's a better bank? And then Bitcoin emerges. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> that, that is what I've been like. <laughs> that is, that is what should exist. 
I, I, to- I obviously I totally agree. But like that's so, you know, maybe the micro bank comes a couple of steps down the road, you know? Yeah. But if that, you have any ideas, feel free to share. I'm, oh, I'm, definitely. I'm, <laughs> I, I'm just thinking a lot on it. I, I, I'm a huge fan of, I, I shouldn't say I'm a huge fan, but like I understand how payment systems work just because I, uh, I, um, I, I was always fascinated by Visa and MasterCard. Yes. You, you know, it's like you, and I, and in no way, I just want to say to the listeners, in no way am I comparing Bitcoin itself um, to Visa and MasterCard. Any Bitcoiner knows the difference that Bitcoin is the base layer. Visa and MasterCard is like a layer two or layer three solution on our banking system. But essentially, like, you know, they get paid per transaction. And that's why I loved, I fell in love with the Lightning Network, right? Because right away, I was like, every single person can be their own Visa and MasterCard. You know, every single person can offer up like, okay, Visa and MasterCard do not offer up collateral. They are simply the network runners. But, exactly. But that, that piece, it's like, don't get me wrong. You kind of have to have a horseshoe. Those companies, like, the, the, the barrier to entry into that realm is so high that the only thing you could do was do what Bitcoin did and create lightning. You know, like, yeah. otherwise you're stuck being, and I'm not bashing Amex, but you're stuck being an Amex or a Discover with a very, very small market share. Don't get me wrong, multi-billion dollar corporations, but... But relatively low. Relatively yeah. small. Visa and MasterCard, you know, Visa owns, what is it? Visa owns 40%, uh, sorry, 60%. MasterCard owns 40% relatively. I mean, that's like, and, and, and the rest of them fight for that minor percentage crumb, you know? Exactly. So it's... It, it, like to me, like that's that that's the piece on, on Bitcoin. Like I think like Lightning introduces us to it, but I, I I like what you've done with the browser extension because even though Lightning is cool, and I'm not comparing your browser extension to Lightning, but I'm talking about the user experience. Lightning brought in the next step of like of the user that's less technical than like the really like I, I'd say than the truly earliest adopter. Um, terms of technical capability you know being able to run bitcoin core way back in the day and whatnot but like then you get lightning which makes it easier you have a nice user front end but lolly really brings it to the next step where i i don't need to have that front end i i just need to have this piece that lets me transact and get this currency so i i really like i definitely like what you're doing there and it's i think it's going to be interesting to see how you build this up in the future yeah, thank thank you so much. Um, yeah, I, I look cool. at Lightning. I love I love what Lightning is doing. Uh, you know, Elizabeth and uh, Bosworth and the whole, the whole team over there. I've just really enjoyed getting to know uh, over the last year, and they've been super supportive. Uh, and I'm really excited to implement it. Um, I, I think it's like really it's you know an incredible technology that enables Bitcoin to scale um, and and enable like ideally I would love to create like Bitcoin the, the sorry Visa for Bitcoin. It starts with Ebates because, as you said, it's really difficult to disrupt uh, a, a business model that is so, like, I mean, Visa is just so big. I don't think people realize, like, how many payments they process. And But with any incumbent, the, you know, the bigger they are, the bigger they'll fall. And I, I think that, like, they're actually going to be a great partner, personally. They just yeah. have, they have the network laid out, and we need that network. And so... Um, yeah, I, I personally think we'll be a great partner and, uh, we've actually been talking to them and a few other credit card companies about how, what would it be like to, what would a partnership look like, um, to distribute Bitcoin to the right people. And they have a lot of Bitcoin maximums over there. I don't think a lot of people realize that, but 
they're they're almost trying to disrupt their own business. Um, and so that's really exciting to me. I, that that makes me really long Bitcoin when I when I go into these meetings and I'm just like, oh my god, like the the companies that we're looking at at you know that we think Bitcoin's going to replace, like they're actually trying to replace themselves. So seeing that makes gets me really excited. And and uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for companies like ours to work with them because they already have the network and we come in with like new users, uh, new partnerships, uh, different technology. Uh, not built on archaic rails um, and, you know, know how to like, you know, work within uh, the existing Bitcoin ecosystem. I, I'm already a Visa shareholder, but you just got me super bullish on them again. <laughs> I, I, but as you know, they also, they own 20% of Cash App. So they're, yeah. you know, to your point, you know, yeah, there's definitely Bitcoin maximalists there because, you know, they, they've got, you know, they, they've got their teeth in Cash App. So yeah, that, that is pretty cool. That yeah, is, that that is definitely cool. So, um, do you have any? Um, if you were to give any advice to somebody new stepping in the space, right? Because at the beginning of this conversation, we were we were talking about um, you know, like kind of like educating somebody, right? Like part of that mission statement that you have at at Lolly is is like, yeah, you know, you want to help with with adoption, but you know, you also want to help you know, like educate people into the you know into the space, like. That that's something that I was discussing today on Twitter uh, with somebody, and I, you know, when I look at the texts that are out there, you know, like shelling out and everybody's a scammer, and you know, planting Bitcoin and uh, and all these like really amazing texts that like really lay out the foundations of Bitcoin, you you have to be already like fairly tumbling down the rabbit hole to get those texts, you know. To exactly. End- There's not a lot. Like it's what's like out there. So- there's so much out there and then people evolve with, with their audience. So a lot of people's like, you know, the podcasters have, have, uh, they got, you know, quote unquote famous, um, by evolving with the, the miners or the involving with the investor groups. Now there's this whole new phase of, of customers that are are like, you know, customers, users, adopters, whatever you call them that are coming in and, Who's making the BuzzFeed for Bitcoin? Like who's making the super easy listicle that like will get lots of people into Bitcoin? And so I, I think like, I mean, I, I personally, I think it's like this flywheel, like, um, you know, every, every time that we're on a new podcast, every time that there's an article written, every time there's a tweet that says, hey, I'm stacking stats with Lolly, it's another moment to like share with somebody that there is an easier way to get into Bitcoin. And then every time it comes up in conversation of like, oh, uh, I don't really want to pay for Bitcoin. I don't really want to invest. I don't really invest. And then people say, just use Lolly. Like, you know, and then it's our job to continue to educate. And Bitcoin will already kind of educate, but we like curate, we, we, we hire writers uh, to, you know, publish content on our blog. And we have some really cool strategies coming up that you'll see uh, on our email distribution um, that will uh, educate people on more of a regular cadence uh, about things that are going on in Bitcoin and make it really, really simple for people to stay up to date and all the coolest things that are happening in the Bitcoin ecosystem. Really cool, really cool. So, um, okay, we're gonna uh, we're gonna wrap this up. But uh, do you have any uh, do you have any final thoughts for the uh, for the listeners? Um, yeah, I stack stats like yeah, get, get people involved <laughs> in earning. I think it's like you know, I, I personally I've never had to I've, I've convert a lot of people clearly to, to, to Bitcoin, but I've never told them to buy Bitcoin. 
And I'm not saying that that's like a wrong, like that you shouldn't say that. I just personally, like, I don't give financial advice to, to anybody. <laughs> uh, sort of like this, like, I don't know, weird, maybe like Catholic guilt or something. Um, <laughs> so I, I just feel like I, I, I think everyone should download Lolly and, and, you know, we're building something because we truly believe in it. We built it for our friends, our family, uh, for them all to get into, into Bitcoin. And like, I, I hope everyone will at least give it a shot. Uh, and at the very least, you know, you have you get free Bitcoin, and and I think everyone on the uh, that's listening to the show can agree that is a net good thing. Totally agreed. So, Alex, thank you very much for uh, for being with the uh, Fun with Crypto podcast tonight. And uh, we're gonna list your uh, what, what's the what's the best way to uh, for for listeners to to reach you. Yeah, so we're super active on Twitter. Uh, it's Try Lolly is the is the handle. I'm I'm at Alex Edelman, um, and and yeah, I'm I. Uh, until I can't anymore, I am going to be super accessible. You can slide into my DMs. You can reach out to me. I'm happy to answer any and all questions. Um, and then if you if there's a, ever any issue, you know, support at lolly.com is like a super easy way. Our support team's amazing. You can ask for recommendations on those hoodies uh, that you're looking for on anything you want. Um, so cool. Yeah, just like reach out to us and lolly.com. And actually, I encourage you to share your ref link. We'll make you a custom one. Um, because if you don't use a ref link, then you don't get, you, it, you can give out a free, uh, free $10. Like, so I'll show for you. Um, but I, I think, you know, we want to give people free Bitcoin. That's part of our brand. So I encourage you to put your ref link in the, in the, uh, in the bottom and, um, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll take care of that after the show. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on. Thanks for having me. Great questions. Thank you. Bye. I hope you enjoyed our discussion. If you want to reach me, I can be found on Twitter and Telegram. I'm at CoinIcarus. By email, it's funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. And I'll have uh, Alex's details in the the show notes for his contact information and uh, his website as well. So thank you very much for joining me, and I'll catch you all next time.